Hi everyone, this is Haley from Inside Scientific, the online environment for life science webinars, virtual events, interviews, and educational content that helps you do your best work. In this episode of Expert Answers, I'm joined by Dr. Tim West from the Royal Veterinary College in London and Matt Borkowski, Engineering Sales and Marketing Manager at Aurora Scientific. Dr. West is the Lab Manager in the Structure and Motion Laboratory, where his primary research focus is on relating whole muscle energetics and single fiber mechanics to animal locomotion in some pretty wild animal models. Let's dive in. Okay, Tim, first off, we're going to start with you. What is your um, bath cleaning procedure and any best practice you could possibly share? Well, really, we, we don't do anything all that special. We have a, a suction device that, that deposits the, the, the cell volume into a, into, a, into a vacuum flask. And really, with one hand, we're flooding the chamber with water, and the other hand, we're sucking it away from the chamber. And really, all we ever use is, is deionized water to clear the chamber if we're clearing out one um, particular solution or after a fiber and we're changing solutions for the next. Okay. Matt, do you have anything to add? We generally sort of see the same thing across labs, a gentle but uh, consistent rinsing with DI water. We caution against using a strong acid or a strong base, which can strip the coating from the bath. Occasionally, perhaps with a swab, something like methanol might be used if you've got a bit of saline buildup. Okay, great. Tim, actually... How do you prepare and transport your samples? Yeah, so so in particular, you know, if it if it's if it's a muscle biopsy that we get on site here, we don't we don't really have to do too much with it. We 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 get it. We go through our our procedure for permeabilizing or skinning the fiber, and then store it in the in the fifty fifty mixture of, of glycerol and re, and a relaxing solution, so that the fiber is in a relaxed state. But we can store it at minus 20 degrees. For biopsies that we get from African animals, where the head of the lab, Alan Wilson, is out in Africa, and he's, he's darted an animal to put on a, a tracking collar, he'll get a biopsy there in the field, and they'll have to treat it, skin it. They'll have to be skinned and permeabilized in the field, but then it'll need to be deep frozen. So that extra step is to put it into a high sugar solution, either sucrose or trehalose is what we use. And then, so you replace all of the relaxing solutions with this high trehalose or high sucrose solution, and then freeze it in, in liquid nitrogen. And in our case, we, we brought them back into the UK in a dry shipper. So it's, it's liquid nitrogen level temperature, but of course it's in a, in a dry state and that's fine for shipping preparations back here. And then once they're in the UK, we go through the reverse procedure, thawing them out and replacing the, the cryoprotectant sugar with, with a relaxing solution and we're ready to go. Okay. Matt, this one's actually for you. Is it possible to isolate baths seven and eight rather than one and two on the 802D plate? In, in, in terms of what the cold zone uh, and what the warm zone is, it's certainly possible. It would require redesigning the, the two pieces of the plate, uh, sort of doing a, a left-hand versus right-hand thing. But it, it's certainly possible to, to redesign it that way. Okay. 
Tim, this one is for you. Did you try the staircase approach in order to obtain multiple force control events within a single activation? Yeah. So, so what Haley is referring to there is by the staircasing approach is, is rather than in our case where we, where we do a single force control, we hold the force at, at, at less than isometric for a certain period of time. We bring our length back to the L0 and we do another separate force control event. The staircasing approach is just to do one force level, then immediately into a second and then immediately into a third. And, and we did, there's lots of nice data out in the literature using that. And really, we're not, we're not saying that our way is, is better. It's just different. And we did experiment with it. The only, the only thing I would say is that we've had the view that really the fiber was shortening a little too far beyond its optimal level of, of, of overlap, particularly at, at high velocities, trying to get three of those force control events in a staircase approach really didn't seem to be succeeding very much for us. That was, that was thing one. So high, high, high velocities were, were one issue. Where we might have had to might have had to break it down into single force control events anyway, so we wouldn't be gaining in terms of minimizing the number of overall activations. The other thing is we found that the f- second and third of the staircase, the second and third events, were lying really on a different force velocity curve than than the first one. So you know we 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 could generate different force velocity curves depending on whether you were using just the first of the force controls in the staircase or if you were using them all we didn't understand why that was but it seemed to be because it was shortening quite a long way in this staircasing approach at that point that's when we started to to try and rethink the process and this is what when we came up with trying to do this by a single event, and then bring the length back to L0 before we do another event, another event, another event, always bringing the length back to the starting point and the force back to isometric. Okay, great. And actually, in the interest of time, we are going to make this next question our last one for the day. But any questions that we have not uh, gotten a chance to address live here, we will address in a full Q&A report following the event. So Tim, what microscope do you use in your lab? Right. Well, it has to be an inverted microscope. We have an old fluorescence microscope. The fluorescence parts of it have been have been stripped away, but that doesn't matter. We don't need them anyway. But it is an inverted microscope with a, I think, quite a large access, ten centimeter access through the two way stage. And yeah, literally, we we rescued that off of off of the heap. It was destined to be thrown away. So. <laughs> We, we uh, yeah, and and the the only other the only thing we've really added to it was this forty uh, x objective lens with a long working distance, so that the it can accommodate the drop down feature of the eight hundred two plate as it drops down and indexes along to the next bath. And even that lens is not anything special. We didn't pay thousands for it. I'm sure it was second hand, and you know it's it's not it's not a particularly high high quality lens. It's good enough for us to see what we need to see. And arguably, it's even good enough for us to start doing some filming with the camera. So, you know, we don't do anything special with the illumination or with the microscope per se, but, you know, other people won't be as lucky to find one on the heap like we did. Matt, do you actually have any input for those who may not be as fortunate as uh, Dr. West? Well, you know, to be honest, I, I sort of really do agree with Tim, at least 
for the purpose of these contractile experiments, you don't really need something terribly fancy, you know, that doesn't need to be one particular brand over another. It does need to be an inverted microscope. The few things that we really suggest, one, the flat three-plate stage that Tim mentioned, that's really essential. You need to be able to obviously position your prep over the objective. You can't, you can't really do this manually with any accuracy or, or, or easily. That three-plate stage needs to have at least a 100-millimeter circular cutout to accommodate the size of the plate. That's pretty standard. Uh, a larger cutout doesn't hurt, but but you sort of need that flat plate with the circular cutout. You need sufficient clearance between your denser and, and the bath. It has a bit of an appreciable uh, size. It's not a simple 100-well plate. Uh, you sort of also must have a camera port if you want to take a measure of SL, something that can accommodate a C-mount adapter. And then, of course, uh, you do need long working distance objectives. Tim's got a very elegant solution with his 40X. You don't need the most expensive 40X by any stretch of the imagination, but you need at least a few millimeters of working distance to accommodate the movement of the plate and also the fact that the fiber will not be sitting directly on the sort of uh, cover slip, so to speak, or the, or the glass plate. So there needs to be a bit of room there. Aside from that, the only thing I can really think of is if you want to mount the fibers into the chamber while the, the apparatus is on the inverted scope, I would suggest getting some sort of stereo mounting scope on a boom arm, something that can kind of swing over top and then swing out of the way. We've seen that in a number of different laboratories. Yeah, that, that, that's what we do. We don't, I realize that you can move the apparatus away from the microscope and then back to do your mounting, but we don't do that. We, we leave it on the microscope and we use a boom mounted dice, dice, you know, dissecting scope to, to mount the fibers. And, and if anybody was looking anybody came across the old diaphot, it's actually quite nice because the condenser just flips out of the way altogether. So it's quite easy to get in to mount the fibers. Great. I love that diaphot too. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you both so much for your contributions to this very engaging Q&A. Well, thanks for having us, Haley. It was a great time. Yeah, thanks, Haley, and thanks, Matt. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Expert Answers and that you will tune into future episodes where researchers just like you answer questions about their work, offer tips, tricks, and best practices, but most of all, share science. Don't forget to subscribe.